Hashtag Jesus. Jesus is the way to God. Always the time for Eastern, the church used as a special season to focus themselves on Jesus alone. The different approaches to God, we will figure out the mystery of Christ because Jesus said, I've come to give life, the life to the fullest. Ready to give, hashtag, eh? Crazy, crazy. I, I'm so crazy generous, you know? I give so much to myself. <sighs> yeah, I'm a real, real generous guy. I don't know about you, but I remember the times when all the kids got a little meat. About giving. Giving is so important. Everybody shall give what he has. I was at the main station and I wanted to go to another place to drive with by train and I realized I have no money with me and I have no money on my bank. Well, I see myself as the giver. The giver? I mean, every Sunday I'm standing at the, at the top at the, at the stage and sing my songs, lead you into worship. Everything was so... Uh. When I have some, some money left from the gas money, you know, when I have some leftovers, end of the month, I give it to church, sure, I'm generous. It uh, happens one or two times in a year, yes. But if I'm honest, I haven't received a lot of prize money yet. But what I have, I love to give. You know, when I go shopping with the mom, they came running to me like the shining in their eyes. That's giving, that's sacrificing. I drove through the city with my BMW M3, you know, and I, I saw this punk, you know, this punk with his hair and black and all this punk. So I remember Peter, the small guy from next door. So I gave him a pick and he was pleased. I mean, he got a whole lot of grease. I thought to myself, he needs to grow up. Well, bring me something to drink. What about that? Crazy, a voice talking to me. Give him 50. Then these, this, this, this boy or this young man came to me. But what I have, I love to give. Even when it's just my worship. Oh, hallelujah! Praise the Lord! I think Jesus told me to give you 50. And then he gave me 50 um, euros. Come on, you could bring me something, yeah? That would be kind. That's giving. Yeah, Jesus is generous, yeah. Me too, me too. Yeah, everybody loves sausage water. <laughs> I love those comedy clips. Aren't they amazing? This morning I was actually preaching the same mes message, hashtag ready to give at Ahmed's church. Did you know that Ahmed is actually called Yanni and he is the location pastor of ICF uh, Zurich Overland, Zurich Oberland. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned this morning, I said, uh, Ahmed or Yanni, I don't know what I like better, your preachings or your acting. I think it's both amazing. I just love it. And it was such an honor to preach Ach at Ahmed's church, who is so generous. <laughs> Hey, generosity or hashtag ready to give is the topic and we are continuing 
our hashtag Jesus series and we're actually looking at different spiritual disciplines or spiritual exercises during Easter time, during Lent. And one of those exercises was uh, repentance, turning around and starting to think how Jesus thinks. The other one was last week, be still, silence, prayer, and I hope you had a very calm and silent week. But you might ask yourself, what has generosity, or uh, back in the days it was called alms, almosen in German, alms to the poor, to the needy. What in the world has that to do with the spiritual exercise? What, what in the world has that to do with me and my Jesus? Why should I be generous? And I want to, at the very beginning, I want to spin a thread. So I have this spinning wheel here, these amazing um, spinning wheel with a red thread and I need some helpers here. Maybe you can already come because at the beginning I want to spin a red thread, a divine thread actually, a thread that actually God is spinning um, throughout humanity and he actually wants to spin that red line, that, that red thread through your life as well. And the starting point is God is generous. Obviously God is a generous God because he loves. God is love. God is love. That is the first That's the starting point of our, of actually the, the, the red thread throughout humanity. He is love and because he's love, he creates. He just needs someone else to love because all by himself would be, he would be lonely. So he creates and uh, he actually created you and me, but not only that, he, creation actually is a, um, it's a yeah, that's better, it's almost about to, Awesome. Okay, maybe, maybe you need to be here, Anna. I need your help here as well. Okay, now it's working. God is love, but he creates. And, be, and you see throughout creation how crazy of a generous God is. I mean, in, during the um, 20th century, about 80 years ago, uh, ago um, um, a very important theologist, a German theologist called Karl Heim, he went on an exhibition about deep-sea creatures. And I brought you some deep sea creatures here, right in the back. And um, what he was seeing is actually those types of creatures. This is, this is not uh, a movie from uh, a, a, another alien movie. These are actually creatures that exist. And Karl Heim was observing that and he had some sort of a divine appointment. He had some sort of an aha moment in his life because he was realizing 80 years ago, he is one of the first people on earth who is actually seeing all these crazy looking deep sea creatures which actually existed for thousands and thousands of years already. And he was continuing and he had one of those aha divine moments. He was thinking maybe there is creatures that we will never get to see, but they still exist and God created them. So basically God is not only kind of like a stingy God who, you know, built a, a black and white earth. No, he created stuff that we actually are discovering right now in humanity. God is such a generous God. His creation is basically an explosion of his generosity. And he did so much stuff. And not only that, but also he created you and me. You and me are actually a product of God's generosity. So he's love and he creates and And basically he gives. God is a God who gives. He loves to give. I mean, uh, you read in the Bible, um, for God so loved the world that he gave, right? He gave. 
he gave his only son, he gave, his, he gave Jesus. Um, God is a giver. He gives. And, and we see that in the life of Jesus as well. He gives as well. And that is the next thought um, that we see throughout humanity. And, and, and it all makes sense. You've probably heard all of that stuff. Jesus gives. I mean, he gave himself away. He lived 2,000 years ago. And he not only sacrificed. He was not only teaching to the people. He was spending time with all these people. But he actually gave himself. That's the tip of the iceberg. He died on the cross. So we as Christians, and that is the last, basically the last thought. We as Christians, and that is God's history through us we as Christians, we give as well. And that totally makes sense, right? Because we are little Christ, little Christians. We, we are Christ-like. So that means if we want to be um, like Jesus, then we give as well. And then at the end, what we actually, what's, what we see is if, if, if we give, um, actually, this is the, I need to go one more here. If we give, if we Christians give, then other people realize again, wow. God is love. And then the whole thing starts again, right? The whole thing starts again. People actually experience God's love when we give. So probably you would say amen to that. That totally makes sense. I've heard it. I've experienced that. And it's so good, right? But the problem is, in reality, sometimes we don't live that out. This is basically God's goal for our life. This is what God wants to do through me and through you. This is what he actually was doing. He is such a generous God. He gives. Jesus gives. And he challenges us as well to give our lives as well and to also be generous with our money, with all of our resources. But the problem is this little thought. And that actually cuts the red thread that God wants to write with you and me. If we think, what about me? What about me? I mean, it's nice that God gives and all of that stuff and I've experienced his love, but what about me? And then we start, actually, we start to circle around ourselves. We start, what about me? Um, yeah, it's nice um, if, if, and that's kind of like a, like a good man, like a devil angel picture. I've brought a picture with you here. Uh, then you have all, this, all these thoughts in your mind. You know, you have, um, yeah, I could actually, I could, I could invite my colleague to, for lunch, but actually, um, what about me then? Because then next week, maybe I don't have enough money, and also I wanted, to, I wanted to buy a bike, you know, and I wanted to buy some stuff, and all of a sudden, you feel trapped in those thoughts, right? You feel trapped, and that, that is basically cutting the line of generosity if you start thinking, what about me? So the, the question is, how can you actually get out of those circling around yourself? How can you actually not together that awesome divine red thread throughout humanity? I want to invite someone here on stage, Mr. Simon Bigger, and I want to discuss with him. Let's give him a big hand. Welcome Simon Bigger with these amazing red shoes. Bam, there you go. You know, you're such a stylo. Oh, thank you. Because uh, not only we see here this amazing red thread, but you actually fit your shoes to the message. I like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was totally by accident. <laughs> <laughs> totally by accident. Yeah. I think there's more to that story, right? Because yeah, exactly. Because I remember two weeks ago we were giving a statement. Maybe you have been here. And Simon was, uh, was, was telling, um, uh, he, he's, he started to give, you, you, you said, um, 
tithing, it's, it's a no-brainer. You started to give 20% and all of a sudden something happened with your shoes. What happened? Yeah, exactly. It was like that. that uh, I started to give 10% of my money and I wanted to be generous as God is. So I realized that the 10%, they belong to God. So it doesn't, it isn't generous because it's what is, it's his money. It's not my money. It's like he gave me this money, but he wants it back. So it's not really generous if I give that. So I tried to give 20% in order to be generous. And I realized with 20%, it's very difficult to get around and I had to, spend less money uh, on food <laughs> so oh yeah it's like slim, slim, slim. <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden we went uh, my father and i we went into a converse store and i saw those shoes and i really liked them then all of a sudden a man came to us and he asked me do you like these shoes i said yeah i like them what, what do you mean he said yeah you know i'll buy them for you and this was so amazing, such an amazing experience to just realize that I gave and God gave back. And God, you cannot outgive God. So if you are going to the 20% mark, to the 30, I don't know how much money you want to give. God will always give more than you. But the, you know, there's, there's this Bible verse about giving. It's, it says actually in Matthew 6, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, Simon, when I hear this amazing story with these red shoes, and I've experienced similar stuff as well in my life, you know, but if I read this Bible verse, isn't that storing up treasures on earth again? Isn't that like you give and you're generous because you know then you get more. Red shoes, for example. It's, it's like a yes and no. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not that you can, you can calculate it like I give 400 Swiss francs and then Jesus will give, uh, give me stuff worth of 400 Swiss francs. It doesn't work like that. And luckily it doesn't. But what it makes, what it does with me, I realized that I, I gain in... in not physical things, I mean, I get physical things from Jesus, but the main point is that I grow in my characteristic, I grow in the supernatural world. For example, I realized that I became more free. It wasn't like I was captured before, but it just, it just felt that my, all my sorrows I had before just went off. And this is something you cannot buy with money. And those red shoes, those are just an example that I mean, often we, we think that, oh, if I give money, I don't have money to consume. I don't have money for myself. I wanted to buy a bike. I want to buy any other things. I don't know. But when Jesus gave me those red shoes, I realized he looks after myself. And I mean, I don't, I don't need these shoes, but it was just so nice to see that God really cares about me. And if I give money away, it doesn't look just that I have enough food, that I have a, a roof over my head. He looks also about the things that I really don't need and that are first world problems. I, I, like, I like that thought um, that it actually also changes your heart. It makes you free. Because that's, that's what I see when I, when I look at this Bible verse as well. I mean, you can do a checkup. You can, you can check 
um, for where your heart is, or for where, for where your heart is, there your treasure is. For where your treasure is, there your heart is. You can check where your heart is on looking on your bank account and, and seeing what are your uh, expensive expenses. You can, you can check that and then you see where your heart is. But I think it works also the other way around, what you were just saying. If you want to have a heart that is actually uh, pumping and thriving for the kingdom, for Jesus, you can start spending and after uh, spending your treasure, some of your treasures into that, into that direction and then you actually see your heart is following along as well, right? Yeah, and I have also seen a film, um, it's called Christmas Carol by Jim Carrey and it was just, it really symbolizes in an abstract way how I felt when I gave away 20% of my pocket money. And you see in the beginning, you see the, uh, an, old, an old man and he's, he's not really generous. He wants to have all his money for himself and he doesn't want to give any money away. So what it does with him is very lonely, he's feeling dark, cold, he doesn't have any friends. And there was a turning point in the moment uh, in the film when he started to realize that when he gives away money, it makes him himself lucky. So he's feeling lucky, he's feeling glad, he's, he's blessed. And it also he can also bless other people with it. And this was so crazy. In the end of the movie, you can see how he walked down the street and everything was so joyful, everything was so happy. And this was just the way kind of like I feel. It was like I was, yeah, when we talked about money, I wasn't generous. I always wanted to keep the money for myself. And it wasn't a bad thing, but it wasn't also not a Christian thing to do. So when I gave away money, I realized that it's so light. I, f I felt so light and it was just amazing. And I even love to, to see, when I give, I, I love to see how other people smile. And this smile makes me also smile. That's right. I mean, you see, you see that already in creation. When, when God created, he actually afterwards enjoyed it. He said, it's good. So he took some rest and with us human beings, he said, it's very good. So he was generous. He created something. He invested something of his life into actually creating and produced life. And at the same time, he sat back and, and thought, wow. That's actually good. So he enjoyed it as well. And so at the end, I mean, I, we could go on for hours. And it's, I think it's, 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 really, um, it's really encouraging and challenging and inspiring me, uh, the, the way how you're living that at, at age 18 already. And I love it because, uh, I mean, uh, where will you be when you, when you continue on that journey when you, when in five years, in 10 years from now? And what kind of a picture and role model will that speak into your generation? And I think it's amazing. Um, at the end, if we're talking hashtag ready to give, what is your number one tip to, to get ready to give? I think it's not like on the one day you don't give a doll and over the night you become a big giver and you give away everything. It's not like that. It's, it's a progress and I realized that myself and at, at the first, uh, first time I gave 10% and I wouldn't have given 20% if I haven't done the first step. So it's like a trying out, give a little bit of money and then always give more. And what I like about giving in church is that it's a relationship between God and me and it's a very personal relationship. So I give money away and it's not like there's no response. So I really can feel that God is responding to me. And this is in a way that, like the red shoes, it's just a symbol of God is here and God's presence is also here. 
And I really liked it, that, isn't, that it isn't just I give away money and nothing comes back. And this is something that which every person can, can feel. It's like you give away money and you have to try it out. You have to try it out how God responds to you. And this is something very unique and something which you cannot get in a different way. So you're always trying out, you're giving more money, you, you see how it works out. And what I realized in my life is that money, it isn't, it isn't, it isn't really worthy. It's just paper in the end of the day. And I realized that it's more important to, to spend time with friends, friends, to give them money, to, to make them happy, than to just have a bank account with a lot of money. It, it, at the end of the day, it, it isn't worth it. Awesome. So I think it's so inspiring and that the challenge just inspires me and gives me some practical ideas of one step at a time, develop a spirit of generosity. Thank you so, so much, Simon. Let's give him a big hand. All these awesome thoughts. And what actually happens, right, is when, when, you, when you, you said it's a process, when you do that, you knot together that, uh, that divine red thread and you basically write history with the power of God, with your generosity. So they are gonna, they're gonna nod it back. And um, in the meantime, um, I, need, I, need, uh, I need 100 franc. I need someone to be generous and give me 100 franc right now, if possible. Thank you so much. Christians give. And I experience God's love. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much. Hey, uh, to, to dig a little bit deeper into the topic of, um, of generosity, I want to dive into a, a, a story of, um, of Jesus, what he was telling a story that actually happened, a story that was happening uh, about 2,000 years ago. And it's a story about Jesus being with all kinds of different people, and it's evening. It's getting darker. And there's a big crowd because Jesus was spending a whole day with all these people. He actually, in the morning already, I think he had a time a time a clock switch as well. He was a little bit tired. In the morning, he already was tired, and he actually was looking for a place to rest. But all these people were following him, and uh, he was preaching the gospel. He was talking about the kingdom. He was healing the sick. He was uh, casting out demons. And with that, he was demonstrating all this stuff here, and people loved it. And now it was night, and, and the disciples were coming to him, and they say, hey, let's call it the day, Jesus. I mean, we've had a long day. We are tired. We are hungry. And uh, just send them away. We read in, we read in the Bible in, in Matthew uh, the following verse, what, what they were saying to, uh, to Jesus. The disciples, his followers, were coming, and they, and they say, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away. All these people, send them away so that they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. And Jesus replied, and this is so funny, I mean, just, just imagine what, what is happening right now. They're tired, please let's call it the, lay, the, the day, let's, let's send them home, you know, let's, let's take a break. And Jesus looked at them and he re replied and said, um, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. <laughs> Such a crazy story. I mean, picture that. Uh, it's late, and you give them something to eat. So, uh, 
disciples probably were, were thinking, uh, you mean, you know, Jesus, these are about 20,000 people, you know, 5,000 men, children, mothers, all these people. This is more like, this is a, a bigger crowd than Ed Sheeran in the Helen Stadium, Jesus. And you want us to give them something to eat. You know, I mean, Peter probably said, I've have, I have my sandwich, yeah, I've, I've, I've I've done my sandwich this morning, but um, this is my sandwich. And Jesus said, but uh, you give them something to eat. So at the end, they agreed and said, okay, um, we are, we, I guess we, we scratched together our food and, and, and the disciples were, were there and who has something here? There's a bread, wow, there's a fish, amazing. Another bread, awesome, all this food here, see? Amazing, already three bread and one fish. There's another bread here, four breads already, two fishes by now, another bread, wow. So they collected basically their own food or whatever, I guess most of the people didn't bring anything and uh, Peter knew uh, when we are with Jesus, it takes long, you better do your own sandwich. So they brought together five bread and two fishes. And it doesn't take a math genius to realize five bread and two fishes are a little bit too less for 20,000 people, right? And Jesus said, okay, now you give them to eat. So the disciples were going, and here's the cool thing. I believe when they were basically handing out the food, then the miracle happened. And we read, continue to read the story, we read in Matthew then, they actually, they all ate. They all ate and they were satisfied. They ate plenty of food. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. So doing the math, at the end of the day, they had more than they were collecting to begin with. And the cool thing is, I believe Jesus was not only just somehow trying to embarrass the disciples and to demonstrate his huge supremacy and saying, you know, you little disciples, you know, you bring your five bread and two fishes, you know, but now I come, superhero Jesus, and I perform a miracle, and then everybody will know it's amazing and it's another miracle. Yes, I've preached that message as well. I've heard it as well. Maybe Jesus was trying to pick on the disciples a little bit, but I think when I was digging deeper into the, into the story, preparing this message, I had the impression Jesus actually wanted them to give their food. He was actually seriously saying, you just give them something to eat. You just give. And I want to use your resources. I want to use your five bread and two fishes. I want to use your sandwich, Peter, to actually perform a miracle. And that struck me again because I think this is the way how everything goes, you know. God, yes, he is awesome. He creates. He gives. Jesus gives. When we start to give, God is starting to multiply. And he's starting to spread his love to so many people. So all these people were getting full, 12 baskets full of leftover. I mean, this is like a German tourist going to Mallorca and eating at this all-you-can-eat buffet, having a full stomach, and later on, because they all were satisfied, we read, and later on, they still had 12 baskets full of leftover. There was their to-go box, the doggy bag. The disciples could actually walk home and said, you have no idea what just happened. You know, just taste some of that bread. 
It is miraculous bread. Amen. And he actually performed it through my little sandwich. <laughs> and I think this is how it's supposed to be. I think this is how it actually works. So at the end of this message, I want to give you a little bit of a concrete um, three I want to talk about three levels of generosity because uh, I see that in the Bible. Um, Simon mentioned that in our talk, and I see that throughout the Bible. Maybe you, you disagree, but um, I would love to talk in the lounge afterwards and discuss your opinions about it. But I think there's three levels of, of basically um, giving. And the first one is tithing. First level, uh, first, first uh, is, is tithing. Tithing actually I don't think is giving. Simon was saying that as well. I think tithing is something, 10% that belongs to God anyway. Basically, tithing is returning. And um, these 100 francs, guess what? You probably thought, okay, now he's totally spinning with the spinning wheel. What, what, what is he doing? He's getting the, the money out of the pockets of some poor people from the international community. You know? this, at the beginning, before the message, I was going to Lucas and say, here's 100 francs, my 100 francs. And whenever... I ask you, I ask someone, I need 100 francs, you just give it back to me. I think this is what tithing actually is. It's just giving, it's just returning. And the cool thing is there were no, no emotions with that 100 francs, right? Because it didn't belong to you to begin with. I just said, here's 100 francs, just give it back to me when I, when I ask you to give it back to me. So thank you so much for taking care in your warm wallet for the 100 francs and thank you so much for giving it back to me. And I think this is basically what tithing is. Tithing is actually, if you want to read a great book about, uh, about generosity, uh, read Robert Morris's uh, book, The Blessed Life. It's called The Blessed Life. It's an amazing book about generosity. And he actually talks about that as well. He says, basically, tithing is returning to God. Tithing is the ultimate heart test. And actually, God doesn't need your money. He doesn't need it. But you need the blessing. And he's searching for hearts that are being generous in order to bless them as well. The second level of, of giving actually is the starting point of giving, and that, that's offering. Offering basically is uh, uh, above these 10%, and I do that as well. I, I give a little bit more than 10% back to my church, to ICF Zurich. But then there's, there's projects I want to support. There's ministries that... Um, a friend of mine, for example, who planted a church far away, and I want to support them, and that's offering. The, the, the offering what we're doing could be a, a, a weekly offering, um, something, a, a little impression. I, I want to invite someone uh, for lunch could be an offering. That's actually giving. Robert Morris says in his book, tithing and then in combination with offering basically unleashes multiplication. And not only in your, in your materialism, not only in your, in, in your money, in your finances, as Simon was saying it as well, but in your heart at the starting point. And then there is another thing, the, the third level is basically extraordinary offering. Extraordinary offering is basically, um, there, 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 there's moments in your life sometimes when you feel you give your whole heart, you give your whole life, you give your whole bank account, you give the whole thing, what, what um, the, the poor widow was doing with a little two coins and it, it, has, it, it, it doesn't have to do with the amount of money you're giving, but it's more of the heart attitude. The poor widow was giving, giving in the Bible these two coins and it was everything and Jesus was observing and he was looking and he said, basically, wow, this woman has given the most. That was an extraordinary offering because she actually gave away the security of her future. She gave everything. 
Maybe there's moments, and we've done that, for example, at the coming home uh, offering as well. We, we emptied our whole bank account knowing that maybe we don't have enough money for uh, a vacation this, this year, but we said, okay, we want to we wanna go all in. We had the impression we, wa we want to do an extraordinary offering. We want to empty our bank account, and my wife agreed as well, otherwise that would have been a problem. <laughs> Uh, and we just said, okay, let's empty our bank account and let's, let's do an extraordinary offering. There's moments in your life when you have this impression to do an extraordinary offering. The bottom line with all of that is God so loved the world that he gave. It starts there. And then it's all about the heart. You see what God is doing and you see what Jesus is doing and, and you maybe want to also have generous heart the cool thing that is not only a, a linear a chronological line but that actually is kind of like a spider web I want to end with a story where we see it's not only one line that is going throughout humanity but it's actually all these little lines and niches and and connections and it's more people involved than just you and God there's other people involved as well about six months ago I was um, I was in a uh, Germany and my I don't remember if it was my grandmother or my mother but they gave us uh, some euros and then I came back to Switzerland and I thought okay what do I need why, why do I need these euros uh, I mean I cannot spend any anything with them anyway so I need to put it on the bank so for the very first time I went to my bank in uh, ZKB Oberwinterthur where I live and uh, so I had to go there to the bank and I was uh, my bank consultant uh, met me and I said I want to put these 100 euros here on the bank account and we were just having small group and all of a sudden I had this little impression that he had a problem with his hips and I said is that true and he said yes basically my hips and my feet down everything I feel like a cripple I mean he could walk but I said I cannot do sports anymore he was about 30 years old and uh, I said I would love to pray for you what's your name and he told me his name he, shook hands high five and I started to pray for him and instantaneously he got healed everything was sizzling and warm and he said wow that's crazy I can jump I can walk again amazing what did you do he said Jesus did something great with you he loves you bye bye um, thanks you for putting in the money and he said please come back again I totally forgot about it didn't come back and then uh, about three or four weeks ago I had to go there on the bank uh, again because uh, another friend gave us a, a big amount of money actually for our summer vacation another string huh? <laughs> with all of that stuff and uh, so I had to go back to the bank and then I was I was I was back at the bank and there he was again I didn't know because I, he looked a little bit different I thought he got a new haircut or whatever is that him or not and then he looked at me again and then he was thinking I knew he was thinking he said you're pure right you're the one who prayed for me about six months ago and I said yes I prayed for you how is it going Everything is fine, but, um, but something bad happened again because two months ago I, sp I, I, I ripped one of my, uh, my, my uh, tendons and now he had to wear some extra shoes and some thicker soles there and he was limping a little bit. He said, ever since then I have these, this pain in my, in my foot. And I said, you know, we prayed back then, shall we pray again? He said, yeah, please. So high five again, bam, I prayed. Um, thank you, Jesus, for complete restoration and healing right now in the name of Jesus in this foot. Amen. How does it feel? He said, uh, crazy. Uh, it feels so light. It's warm again, sizzling. 
always when you pray, I feel something. He said, awesome, great. You know, I told him, I said, Jesus loves you so much. And he's so good. He's such a good God. And you know what's the best thing? He does? not only heals you, but he actually wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to talk with you. Why don't you start talking with Jesus like in the way we are talking? He said, oh, that's a good idea. Thank you so much. Okay, he said, bye-bye. He didn't say come back again, but maybe I will come back again. Half an hour later, I got a Facebook text message, direct message from someone uh, from my Facebook friends list. And he said, you know, um, uh, we don't know, we don't really know each other, but you are, we, are one of, we are one of those Facebook friends that don't know, but we know each other, but we don't know each other. And then I looked at his profile and I saw he was a Christian. He was posting some Bible verses and he was working at the ZKB <laughs> as a banker consultant. And he said, I would love to call you. Can I please call you? Because I have an amazing divine story to tell you about this person, the bank accountant at ZKB Oberwinterthur. I would love to talk to you. <laughs> so now I'm waiting for the call and we, are, we still haven't connected yet, but I'm so thrilled to hear what that story is. A long story short, honestly, those are not my testimonies. I think though the, those, the, those, this testimony are testimonies of my mother or grandmother and this other friend who actually were generous. And throughout this generosity, I needed to go to the bank and I had this impression and he got healed. And then this other bank friend, probably, I don't know what the story is, but he maybe was praying for many, many months already and now he had an encounter with God. I don't know what the end of the story is, but the bottom line of the story is generosity produces miraculous ways of how God really is and how good he is and he wants to do that through your life and my life as well amen yeah at least one person is excited that's awesome hey why don't we stand up and pray because I would love to pray with you and Simon please also come we would love to pray for for all of us because I don't know where you're at with this whole topic of generosity but Please understand, uh, we didn't want to put any pressure on you. You have to do this, you have to do this. But actually, I wanted to challenge you and me as well for our hearts to align with the heart of God and take little steps of being generous and see what happens and what kind of a story God actually can do through us. How would the church look like? How would our society, how would our city look like if we as Christians actually would be the most generous people here in this city? If we were known for generosity because this is what was happening at the beginning of the first church. There's a Roman emperor who actually wrote about these bad Christians and he was actually mad about them because they were not only generous about with themselves, but you can actually read in Acts 2, they sold their house, took care of their needy people, but actually they took care of the Roman needy people. And that was such a pain in the butt for this Roman emperor. He said, this is making me crazy. Now these Christians actually not only take care of themselves, but they are so generous, they are taking care of our folks as well. And this cannot be. They were writing history. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost, on Pentecost, was not only producing all these signs and wonders, but actually was producing 
an amazing outpouring, an overflowing generosity of the first Christians. Would we do that as well? How would our city, our church, our nation look like if we were famous of being generous? And thank you so much, Jesus, that, that you not only call us into generosity, but you actually have the authority to do that because you lived it. You lived it out as a role model. You gave your whole life. And I want to open up my heart right now in these special moments. And I want to open up and I want to I say, Holy Spirit, please talk to me. Show me what my next step could be being generous. Lead me. Give me some concrete ideas, Jesus. say thank you to all the things you've done in my life before I even gave my first cent to the church I just wanted to say thank you for all the blessings you've done in my life and you are such a generous God and I wanted to I want to be just as generous as you are because I, I really can see how how he changes how he changes lives and I also wanted to, to speak out some boldness that that you really like to try that you have a, that you love to try it out so that you can experience for yourself this relationship with God that you can bring this this relationship with Jesus and God to a next level to a level of of gratefulness and also of of giving and Jesus I just want to say thank you for also for the money you've put in our hands because we in, here in Switzerland one of the wealthiest societies in the world and with money there comes also a big authority and I just wanted to say thank you for this authority and I want to to just give me give me also courage to use this and to use this my influence to change lives I believe right now Jesus is, is talking to different people and just just listen to that sweet still voice of the Holy Spirit and maybe he gives you an idea something that you can actually do change invest in just let's be quiet for a couple of seconds and just listen to the Holy Spirit that had bad experiences uh, with, with, uh, with this topic of generosity. Um, a church that put pressure on you and you feel hurt or whatever. And, and I, feel, I feel people like being wrapped up in, in, in one of those red lines. And, and I feel like right now Jesus wants to just love you in, the, in a time of worship. And, and when we start to experience his love again it actually makes us free perfect love drives out all fear and we don't have to be afraid anymore to give or to be generous or to 
be manipulated in some area of, 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 of money giving by someone, but actually we can be loved and out of this amazing outpouring of the, of the love of God, we can open up your heart, our hearts and our hands again as well and be generous.